Welcome back to the Running Wine Mom podcast. I'm your host, Samantha Selinski, aka the Running Wine Mom. And today's episode is a special one as I take you on a journey through our recent getaway to Sandals Bohemia. This just wasn't just any trip. It marked the first time since my husband, Mark, and I traveled without any of our kids. So join me as I share the highs, the challenges, and the heartfelt moments of leaving our little ones behind for an unforgettable adventure. So grab your favorite drink, sit back, and let's dive into the roller coaster of emotions that come with traveling kid-free. Um, this is my first solo podcast that I've done in a while, but I have a bunch other one of other ones that are kind of like lined up, but I figured while everything was still fresh in my mind, I would do a solo episode. So uh, I figured I would just talk about everything we did on our trip, kind of how we led up to it, what our parameters were. And here we go. This is, I'll get started. Um, so first of all, our trip prep and challenges, we planned this trip back in February. So as a teacher, we normally get off Thursday and Friday for teachers convention weekend. Um, this year, our school had the whole week off. So we had off Monday to Friday. As soon as I found out, Mark was like, let's go away somewhere. Let me book something. When he goes, when he works overnights, this is when he like plans all his trips. It's kind of nice. Um, but so he found like a great deal for sandals. I think it was like a winter sale in the Bahamas. We've never been to the Bahamas before. We kind of decided like, okay, I'm sure our parents will be able to watch the kids because we're just very lucky to have that village. Um, figured my parents would watch them on Friday night till Sunday night, and then his parents would watch them Sunday night into Wednesday. Uh, then when I reached out to my parents, they're like, I think we're going away that week too, because my mom's in a school district as well in Jersey. And uh, they went to Iceland, which was awesome. So we were kind of like, all right. So what, what could we do? Who else could we ask? We asked my brother who is 26 and, or almost 26, no, almost 27. How old is he? 2026. Yeah. Almost 26. Uh, no kids, not married, has, you know, a long-term girlfriend, very responsible. Uh, we, he's Willow's godfather. And we asked him if he would watch the kids back, you know, in the winter, beginning of the year. He said, yeah, sure. And then like, as it was getting closer, I was like, I hope he's still going to watch them. Um, he did like an awesome job with the kids. I left him like a seven page packet of things to do, even though he really only watched them for barely 48 hours, but I wanted him to feel comfortable with everything. And selfishly, I didn't want to be getting messages every hour, like, where's this? What's that? So kind of what I did was I did a general schedule for that he could follow or he didn't have to follow for Saturday and Sunday because we left really early Saturday morning. He stayed over our house Friday night. And then I gave him a bunch of options of things to do, like where to go in our area. And obviously we know where those things are. But as someone who doesn't, like we can walk to a park, but there's a cut through that you have to take. Um, so of course, me being very type A and planning all of that stuff, I had maps for him. He was thinking about going to the gym one day with the kids. I had where the parking lots were, what their routines are too. Because for example, like when we leave kids club, after the gym, um, Willow and Parker like to go around the track and they like to go see the pool and then we leave and he might be like, what? Or like, you know, Willow tries to always try and get a smoothie from the cafe, lots of different things. Uh, also, obviously, he had not having kids, he doesn't really know how to use a car seat 
uh, properly. I mean, I showed him how to do it, but I left pictures of how to do it. Also, we have different apps that we use. You know, we have the hatch sound machine we have for our monitor and everything as well. So I gave him those to download. So I feel like he was pretty prepped for it. Unfortunately, like a month before we left, my father-in-law had a seizure and went into the hospital for um, about a week. And then he had to go into a rehab for it after. So October was super stressful for us because first of all, they, my mother-in-law is our primary childcare besides Mark. So Mark and I were kind of like figuring out how to do it without childcare, which is crazy. Um, obviously it was a short term thing. So we didn't know if we needed to get daycare or anything like that for the kids. Um, so October was really stressful. And then we're in the back of our minds, like, well, we're going away in November. What happens if, you know, my father-in-law wasn't home? Mark's like, you're going to take one of your friends instead, or you're going to go by yourself. And thankfully in the end, it all worked out. His, his younger brother also uh, stepped up and he said he would help out. And anyway, it all worked out, but it, it was very stressful leading up to the event. So I think that's pretty much how we prepped it. So my brother stayed at our house over the weekend and then they went to my in-laws Sunday night to Wednesday. And honestly, we, we don't need to pack anything, which was nice for them because my mother-in-law has everything at the house and and she just takes care of all of that. So that's something that we didn't really need to stress about. I guess talking about actually traveling, we had not flown since 2019. And so the whole experience was like, I, f I forgot how to fly, essentially. I was so nervous. Uh, we, our flight left at 8.30 on Saturday morning. We got to the airport at like 5.30. We went to the Amex lounge, got breakfast, had a couple drinks. And I was just super stressed. I'm like the whole time, like, what if the plane crashes? And I know that most, a lot of people probably think that, but I feel like, I don't know if anybody takes anything when they fly. I don't have any flights coming up anytime like super soon, but I feel like I maybe need to take something to relax myself because it was just very stressful for me. Um, but the flight to the Bahamas, oh my gosh, it was awesome. Two and a half hours. We were on, plane was on time. It was super smooth. Got right to the airport and um, went to like we the, sand, the sandals lounge right away because we decided we were only taking a carry-on and like a personal backpack. So we both use the away carry on uh, suitcases and like they can pack stuff in, which is awesome. So I was able to fit most of my stuff in there. And then someone recommended on like TikTok or something, a um, bag for travel specific. And I felt like that was really good. It had like a little space for your shoes. It had a space for your laptop, had lots of space in the actual backpack itself. And I feel like I packed a lot of stuff in that as well. So I will definitely link that because I would recommend that to anyone as well as the away carry on. I've had the away carry on for probably like seven or eight years. And since they were pretty much brand new, we've had one and I just feel like they pack so much stuff. So I would definitely, definitely recommend getting that as well. Just to kind of stay on track, just to give you what our trip was about. Cause I feel like I want to share it just so that i personally don't forget about it. But um, if you're ever interested in going to Sandals, this was our second Sandals that we went to. We went to Sandals St. Lucia, the Grand um, in 2018 for or 2017. One of them for 
uh, one of my good girlfriend's weddings and it was awesome. We had the best time there. Great service. And we had the bare minimum room um, for it all. So we had decided, well, when Mark was looking, he decided like, let's go to another sandals because we had a really great experience. Um, He didn't realize until like the week before that he had booked one of the butler rooms, which I guess a lot of people do because it's all part of the experience. We had three butlers on our trip. Um, and also with that, it gives you like private transportation to and from the airport. You get your butlers every day. They make your reservations for dinner. You can have like special things that they, you know, you might want them to do. So of course, again, me being type A, as soon as I found out we had a butler, I had started asking on the sandals specific Facebook group. What do people ask for? Because we're also not people that ask for things. I'm not someone that's like, oh, I need this. I need that. So there's a Sandals Butler Facebook group. So I went in that and I found some like great suggestions for utilizing your butler. Like we had a cheese platter delivered to our room every day at five. And then we had coffee and fruit delivered to every to our room every day at like eight thirty, nine o'clock. We talked about specific drinks so at the bar. You, they didn't have white claw as a drink that you could get from behind the bar. So we had them pack those in our cooler every day, which was really nice. And then, like I said, they made all your dinner reservations and, um, just kind of checked on you. You got like a personal phone to talk with them and it was really awesome. Our, we had three, our one butler was fine and the other two are just awesome. Um, Sterling, if you ever go to Sandals in the Bahamas, make sure you request him. I guess you can request specific butlers, which I did actually do that and learned that in the last like couple days before we left, um, which was something I wish I did know because I think they already like pre set you specific butlers. Um, anyway, Sterling was awesome. He surprised us with all these different drinks and he brought us lunch on the beach and he just went above and beyond. So that was really a great experience. However, half of the resort was closed because they're redoing it. So there was tons of seats there. Getting to the bar was super easy. Getting dinner reservations, I think was probably pretty easy as well. Um, I don't necessarily know if you would need one. Like if you didn't have one, I think you would have just had a great experience as well. And like I said, our last one that we went to, we didn't get the butler either. I don't think I would get one in the future just because I that's not the kind of people that we are. And I felt like I like had to utilize them um, because we paid for it. So again, it was a very nice experience to do one time. Also, this specific sandals has a private island, which is really awesome. So that was something we were looking forward to. There's a boat that leaves right from the pier um, at the resort. It's like a five minute boat ride, which is really nice. Unfortunately, the sea was like very choppy. So we got really lucky. And Sunday, we, you know, we were sitting on the beach. You can see them getting on to the boat. And we're like, oh, yeah, let's just like head on over there. That was the only day during our stay that it left from the pier. Otherwise, I think that we had to take like a, a bus to another location. And then that pier took you over to the um, island, which is, whatever as well. Just, um, it would take like a little bit more of your time, I guess. So the private Island was great. Um, there was a restaurant on 
the island. There was bars. There was all these different pools. And there was also all these little like hideaway coves and um, cabanas that you didn't have to pay for or anything extra. It was all included. It was just a really nice kind of way to spend your day in a different area. So that was awesome. Um, the restaurants, I think there's like t- 10 total restaurants. There was one buffet open for breakfast and then the French restaurant had breakfast as well. Um, a la carte. That was uh, amazing. I felt it was so good. Um, the buffet was like your typical buffet, really good. There was a couple different lunch places. There was a pizza place and there was a buffet place and then an a la carte place. And then they had the private island um, restaurant as well, which was delicious. Like we had the best ceviche over there. Then dinner, there was a French restaurant, a steak restaurant, Italian restaurant, hibachi, and there was a sushi restaurant. Oh, and then the seafood restaurant on the pier. That's Gordon's, which they also have in St. Lucia as well. So the first night we were there, we did Gordon's on the Ocean. It's so nice to be outside and be on the water. Then the second night we did La Plume, which was the French restaurant. Got some escargot and um, I had soulfish for dinner, which was really good as well. And then the third night we were there... We went to dinners. Um, we got sushi to start off with, and then we did the steakhouse after. We were so full that night. It was like so gluttonous. Like we ate way too much. Um, I wish we could have kind of done it like a little bit differently, but I wanted to try everything. So <clears throat> we loved that. And then the last night we went to the Sandals returning dinner, um, which if you've been to more than one Sandals, you can go to. It was a little gimmicky, uh, but the food was really good. They had uh, an awesome potato and leek soup. They had a, a watermelon salad, and then the dinner was surf and turf. And then there was like a really good dessert. They had people coming around serving you wine. And uh, there's people that go to Sandals like all the time. Uh, there's different recognitions for how many days you've gone to them. So I thought that was really nice to recognize them. The food was good. Uh, I am definitely a food snob, so I would say it's at like five, five stars, maybe four out of five stars. Um, But overall, I think it was really good. Uh, I'm trying to think. The rest of the trip, like the drinks were really good. The Goomba Smash was our favorite, like mixed drink. We're not huge daiquiri people, even though I did get one frosé. Mark, I think, got a pina colada. Um, What else did we do? We went to the pool bar a lot. And we sat at the beach like in every morning, which was really nice to do. So that was basically our trip. We left Wednesday. I think our flight left around noon and we had, again, a private transfer back to the airport. Super easy to get to and get through. And then we waited and flew out on time, another easy flight. But again, I was very anxious about it all. Um, So now that you know everything about our stay, also I should add that Sorry, this is like I'm thinking of things as I'm saying. This was like an early 10-year anniversary trip. So that's why we kind of went like a little bit more over the top with it. And it was just like really nice to get away with Mark. And I'll talk about that in a minute, just about the importance of getting away with your significant other outside of your kid life. Yeah, so let's get to the next topic. The next topic I was going to talk about is 
actually leaving your kids behind. So leading up to this trip, we were like, so excited. Let's go. We're going to leave the kids. We're going to be like our previous life. And, um, it was not as like glamorous of like, as we thought, I guess. So I think we thought we were going to get there. We were going to like transport ourselves back to being 30 years old and without kids in our, in our old life really. And that's not, that's not who we are anymore. And we, we both appreciated that and recognize that we've traveled a lot with our kids. Our kids have seen the whole East coast. We've never flown with them, but we've done lots of trips with them. And we just have had such a great time with our trips with them. And even Mark and I, um, the all-inclusive, I think that's the longest that we've been to one timeline-wise in probably like maybe 10 years. So we've done like short ones, three and a half days. But um, this was four, four, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, like four and a half days, which I think was maybe just a little bit too long for our personalities of just like sitting and doing nothing. Um, so anyway, leaving the kids behind, it was such a struggle because we knew they were in great hands, but we missed them so much. And, and not that we didn't think we weren't going to miss them, but uh, we missed them like way more than we thought. This was also the longest that we've been apart from them. We, again, we've done like a weekend away or a night or two away, like down the shore, but it's, we're very much able to get back to them if we need to. And so that is definitely something that I, I think we weren't really expecting. Again, it really put into perspective, like how much we've changed as people since we had kids, like pre-kids, we loved to travel as well. Um, a lot of our traveling was based around like going out and drinking. And we, we did a bunch of um, hiking trips as well, which I really loved. And I think that kind of opened our eyes up a little bit more to get away from just like going to a beach vacation and just like relaxing for a week. Um, another funny thing we were saying is like pre-kids, why did we think that we needed these vacations to relax? Um, we were in our 20s because in retrospect, like, life wasn't as stressful as I guess we thought it is, but also it is perspective of how you are in your life at that moment. Like we're, we've always been very busy people. So it, we, we do think like it is important to have downtime, but as parents, um, it's been very weird for the last three years to really be so surrounded by a schedule and go, go, go for us. When we got there, we were like, so we are just going to sit here. That's all we have to do is sit, sit, eat, drink, like relax. I read a whole book on the trip. Um, again, I, I hope I'm not coming off as like complaining because it was a really, really great time, but it was just very different than kind of what we thought that it was. Obviously going on a trip like this, we're, we're very lucky because a lot of people definitely can't do that in the sense of having the family support that we have. And I really felt such a different level of appreciation for our family after this. Um, as I mentioned before, in the beginning of the year, we just assumed like my parents and his parents would watch them, which again, just being able to assume that is such a privilege as well. Um, and then when my parents had said they couldn't, like my siblings stepped up immediately, you know, Robbie said, yeah, I'll watch them. No problem. My sister came over 
the one day with her kids to help him. And my brother-in-law came over and my brother's girlfriend came over. So there was just like help with the kids. And we knew the kids were having so much fun. And then when Mark's dad was having health issues, Mark's younger brother stepped up right away. Like I'll take off work. He also is not married, doesn't have kids. Um, never probably even changed a diaper, but the fact that he just was like so willing to help with our kids, um, it really says a lot and it really makes us look, realize how lucky we are. And even when we had Mark's birthday, we had like a random get together for it and a bunch of his work friends were there and his parents live in town where he works, which is very nice. But all of them are like, you just let us know, like, we'll stop by, we'll help. So many of my friends had this, said the same thing. Um, and we just felt like really lucky to, you know, we wouldn't obviously plan a trip and like call one of our friends and be like, Hey, can you watch our kids for the weekend? But, um, in the situation that we were in, we just felt very lucky that so many people just stepped in and said, we'll help. <clears throat> the next thing, you know, managing my, our anxiety and separation from the kids. It, like I said, it was like difficult to realize we, we didn't realize we would feel the way we felt like Mark, I think felt more anxious than I did during the trip. He, he missed the, it, it was very sweet to see how much he really missed the kids too. Not that I doubted again, that he, he wouldn't miss the kids, but I think, you know, my perspective was very much like, we're here, let's just enjoy it. You know, the kids are in great hands and he just, I think, wanted to get back to them. And even after we got back, Willow's birthday was the next day and we did so much stuff Thursday and Friday with them. And he was just so happy to be back with the kids as was I, but there was like a different joy in him being with the kids. Uh, which was really, really sweet to see. And again, very much appreciated and realizing how lucky we are to both be so happy with having kids and where we are in life and just very lucky in that sense. Also, another interesting thing, which we kind of were like, are we happy about this or not really happy about this? Um, no one really like reached out to contact us while we were away, whether, you know, one of our siblings or um, my in-laws. And we felt like that was cool because that meant that the kids were safe, having fun, great, you know, great time. But then we're like, do they miss us? Do they care about us? Is everyone okay? You know, so that was something different too. Again, like being that was the longest that we were away from them. And then like having to reach out, we, we talked to them like once, maybe twice a day, which I also think was fine too. And again, when we talked to them, they like, didn't even care. So that really made everything feel a little bit better in the sense that uh, they were having a great time without us. And, and that was pretty, pretty nice. The next thing that I want to talk about is going away with your husband for the first time in four years, uh, you know, for this long of a, this long of a time. And uh, the last time when we went away, we didn't have kids. And we always joke around like 2019 was like the year of us. We went to so many places. Um, we went to the Dominican. We did a big trip in the summer. And then we went down to Florida. We went to Disney. We went to the Miami and Eagles game. Um, we went to New York a bunch of times. We literally like balled out like the whole year, which was great because 2020 obviously was not we weren't able to travel and then we got pregnant and then it was just like all of a sudden 
we had this whole new life. And we do always joke around about that too. Like 2019 was our year. And then what, as soon as we got pregnant, we feel like the world was just basically like, all right, we got to close everything down for you guys, not to, you know, diminish COVID at all. But in our sense, everything stopped. Um, and then when, when everything opened back up, we were new people because we had a baby. Um, we were not the same people that we were before. And for the transition of it, it was very interesting for us to go through because we felt like the world literally stopped. And then we exited out on the other side in a whole new life, like literally a whole new chapter. So um, again, we thought this was just going to be like our 2019 life where we were just go, 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 drinking all day, partying all night. And then, you know, just kind of that's the way it was. Um, that was not the case. We were, I think, in bed by like 10 o'clock pretty much every night. Maybe we stayed up to midnight, but we also thought that was pretty cool because we went to bed and we got actual sleep, but we felt like we were like old, uh, you know, an old couple because we were going to bed so early. But having that much time together, even though we are, we're so great with communicating and just being on the same page and checking in with each other. And we, the, you know, the two hours after the kids go to bed is really important for us and our marriage. I feel as though we've been pretty good with keeping that consistent time frame, making that time for each other um, for the most part. Uh, but just to like have us and be like, we are an entity outside of us as with our kids. Uh, it might not feel that way, but just making me realize how lucky I am to have a best friend as a husband or a husband as a best friend, however you may say it. And I, I also, to kind of go on a tangent, think that has a lot to do with why our relationship is pretty like low key, just like not really many bumps in the road for it. Um, because we had been like best friends for probably like three years before we even started dating. So really the foundation of our relationship is our friendship. And I think that kind of helps when we have the ebbs and flows of like where we stand in our relationship, whether we're like, romantic or we're in a slump or whatever it is, we have that base of like, you are literally always with your best friend and we've never had a relationship based off of first sight type thing. Like we built a relationship and then we started dating um, because we kind of were like, oh yeah, we kind of mesh well together. So getting on this trip with just the two of us was just a fun thing in the sense of remembering that we are such a great couple together and <clears throat> um, we still have that bond that it wasn't overshadowed by having kids, which is pretty cool. We, we had great conversation of of how far we came, of what our future looks like, where we want to travel with the kids. Obviously, we I don't think we'll be traveling without the kids for a while, like for that extended period of time, because again, I think we're just having a great time traveling with the kids. That's the season that we're in right now. Um, so that's something just to share kind of the behind the scenes of it. So yeah, I think that pretty much is in a nutshell how our time went. <clears throat> I wanted to record this. I, I really wasn't planning on recording this because actually on the plane, I did edit 
a whole podcast that I was going to have come out this week. But the more I thought about it, the more I thought, like, I'm sure I'll want to, like, listen back on this one day and remember, oh, yeah, this is how we felt. Maybe the next time we travel, I won't feel this way. Maybe I'll, like, get some sort of anxiety medicine for the next time I travel, too, because, like, it was really tough for me. Um, and as the kids get older to see where, what we decide, do we want to continue to travel with just them or do we want to continue to travel by ourselves or maybe in five years will be the next time we do another big trip with just the two of us. Um, so just to kind of have it on record forever. And I feel I also wanted to share, of course, everything was great. We had a wonderful time. You know, we posted all the pictures and videos and I'm sure people created whatever vision that they wanted to of what our trip was. Um, but I, you know, just, I always like to be honest and, and real. And there was a lot of big feelings behind our trip. Like there was a lot, our feelings didn't settle till we got home with our kids. And that was something that we never felt before. Um, and I guess maybe that's why we could relax on our trips before. <laughs> but anyway, uh, the relaxation part, man, that was great. It was just sitting on a beach, getting someone serving you to serve you alcoholic beverage at whatever time you wanted or a non-alcoholic beverage at whatever time you wanted. So I had the opportunity to read a whole book while we were on vacation. It was an advanced copy of Stacey Willingham's uh, book, which is coming out in January. I interviewed her back in October. Her episode will be coming out in a few weeks, but she has a new book called Only If You're Lucky. And oh my gosh, I loved it so much. It was just like, I devoured it. I, I went through, it was like almost 400 pages. And I think I finished it in like two days. So that was also very much enjoyable. Um, yeah. And I think that's really all I have for today. So this is just a short episode. I think that I, I hope you guys enjoy, maybe you don't, <laughs> but, uh, you know, I guess as we, as I wrap up this episode, I want to express my gratitude for joining me on this personal journey. Leaving our young kids behind wasn't just about a tropical paradise and relaxation. It was an exploration of parenthood, family dynamics, and the ever evolving nature of travel preferences. So if you have your own experiences or thoughts to share, don't hesitate to connect with me on social media. Remember the adventure doesn't end here. It evolves with every trip, every challenge, and every reunion. Until next time, cheers to the joy of travel, the warmth of family, and the beautiful chaos of parenting. Um, as always, if you like this episode, don't forget to rate and subscribe it. And you can always follow me on Instagram at the running wine mom underscore. Be sure to be on the lookout for some future episodes coming up. And as always, keep running, keep sipping, and keep embracing the ever evolving chaos and joy of motherhood. Cheers, and I will be back next Tuesday.